we've been talking for a year, looking to see what God's doing and to get in on what he's doing. Because he's always working around us, always, always, no matter whose life it is, no matter where we're at, he's always working around us. And I'm like flooded this morning with uh, Ronnie, I, thinking about Angie. Just praise God for his work and her life. Ronnie's um, daughter on a ventilator lying in a hospital bed for so long. And really calls Ronnie up because they really didn't think she was going to make it. And then just, God just moved and brought her from a place of can't breathe, can't, on a ventilator to walking and talking to this, right now, to this day. I guess it's so close. It's always close, but it's so close too because of the conversations we have. Where is God working? What is he doing? And he shows himself. All the time. We pray for so many that are sick right now. We've got, I, I think, in a Willie. He's been out three weeks now, and he's getting better, you know, but he's still just this, this junk going around. And so many things that are always happening, and they happen within a body. They happen, in this case, to our people, if you will, where God has brought us together that we would pray for one another, that we would support one another, that we would encourage one another. And yes, sometimes that we would even hold each other accountable. I think of Trish this morning. Um, You're asking how she's doing, and she's about the same. I mean, she'll be months recovering, you know, but praise God, we're seeing no, she doesn't need uh, any type of operation, but that she, when she crushed her spine, it's just going to take a long time. That's my wife, by the way. Some of you will know that. You're visiting. It's her love. And she, she, she constantly is telling me that she can feel your prayers. And I, I know what that means. And I know many of us in this room knows what that means. You know, you can feel when people are praying. And how can that be? Because God moves by his design, his choice, by By his sovereignty, he chooses to respond to those he loves and that pray by faith, he responds. And we never know quite how he responds sometimes, but I know he does. And that's the God we serve. It is a wonderful name and and so many. So let's pause. I want to pause. And if there's something that you want to give God praise for, give him praise as we pray. And if there's someone that you know you need to be praying for, let's take a moment and let's pray for them. Let's ask for God's healing for his touch emotionally, physically, maybe spiritually. Maybe we know someone that that is seeking God and they've not come to that place where they understand that God sent his one and only son, that they too might have eternal life if they repent and believe. So let's pray. Let's claim this morning that God will continue to move as we see him move, building our faith into his glory. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your love, your grace. I stand in awe, and I know we do, as a, as a church body, as, as a family, how you move, how you heal, how, how you bring things about to your glory. And Lord, we do never know. We never really know how you will move. But one thing we do know, it is to your glory. It is by your grace. 
It is by your power. It all seems so strange sometimes that you choose to love and interact with us, to indwell us, those who believe. May it be so. May it be said of us today that you'll quicken our hearts. You'll move us closer to you. And Father, I'm even, I'm even thinking right now of the, of the several youth that we have. I, I just see you moving in them. I, I, I see you wanting and desiring, just like as a child, to awaken them up and to stir them up, that they might stir up their families. I'm thinking of, I'm, I'm thinking of Ian saved several months ago, and now his family's going to church because he just, he kept after them, and you got to go to church. You got to check this out. <laughs> it's so awesome. May it be so. May it be said of us that we tell your story, your love story, to the world. In Jesus' name, we're claiming it. Amen. Well, here's a God sighting. I just grabbed a couple of pictures of our senior luncheon yesterday. And uh, this guy right here, I think he's about 102. I'm not sure. But no, that's Alex. He's, he's one of our youth. I know you didn't think he was 102. But uh, but Alex, uh, he was there, and we officially deemed him our mascot. Did you know that? Yeah, I, we're gonna, he's our mascot. He's going to be our senior's mascot for all our senior functions. And, I mean, how can you miss that? But we had a good, great time yesterday at the seniors' luncheon. And, you know, um, as we fellowship together and we're, as we're together as a body, you've been hearing me talk about this now for the last several weeks it takes us being a body. It takes us coming together and, and doing our part that God has placed us to be in order to get the fullness of who, of who he wants us to be. I'll explain that more as we go on in the word. And I'm going to just, uh, especially for those on the web, you can see, of course, the PowerPoint, If we, uh, those in the sanctuary this morning. Uh, but I do want to review briefly, and for those that are visiting, but... Our vision statement is moving people toward Christ, and we do that by equipping the saints, strengthening our families, and growing together in our faith. So as we move closer to Christ, we will help others to move toward Christ. That's just a snapshot. That's a snapshot of who we want to be and how that plays out. Watch, watch. How that plays out is by the grace of God. It's by His Word, not by our power. Let, that, let us grab that as a body. Because truly, if we want his church to grow, and it's okay to grow uh, by numbers, it's, o- it's okay to grow in those ways, but I know the heart of God. He wants us to grow in him. In him. If it's but one person that comes to know him, in him, one step at a time. This is our vision. This is our mission that we feel God's given us here at Four Corners. And a little bit of review, we started out this series in Matthew 9.35, and the harvest is plentiful. And the Bible tells us in Matthew that Jesus was ministering around the region for about a year and a half, and the next thing you know, he looks up. You remember the story, most of you, right? Think about this. He's healing people, and he's ministering, and about a year and a half goes by, and all of a sudden, he stops, and he's look, he looks, and he's, he looks at the people, and they're, they're weary, they're tired. The Bible says that he was moved by seeing this sight, and 
he makes this statement. The people, the multitudes are worried. They're so worried. That's my, I put that in as, as a paraphrase. They're like a sheep without a shepherd. You feel like that sometimes? I mean, I mean, really, even as believers, non-believers, but especially believers, this, uh, Sundays are our equipping time. As a believer, do you ever feel like sometimes, not that God's not God and not that you're, you're not saved, but you're still lacking something. You're still trying to find something. You're still trying to find some kind of purpose or, or some kind of plan, even as a believer. We're going to talk more about that. But bottom line in Matthew 9.35, the Bible's telling us that when Jesus looked out in the multitudes, no different than I think in today's world, in our church, even in our church, we look out and we see people that can become weary if we're not careful about doing even God things, good things. And we kind of forget sometimes the Savior and what he desires in our heart and has to grow closer to him and that every part does its work, and that's what we're going to talk about later. And then we talked about the labors are united, and, and, and we talked about how we're to walk worthy of our calling, a born-again believer, someone who has repented and believed and put their trust in Jesus as their Savior, that, that they are literally called by God. They are literally called to come to a place to walk out that life, walk out our life to be more like Christ, to be a disciple to be more like Christ and to tell God's story. That's it. To be a disciple, to be more like Christ and to tell God's story. It, it, we don't need to be any harder than that. Sometimes we want to make it more than that. And it's not. Let the rest of it play out. Just be a disciple that grows closer to look like Christ and to glorify God and we'll be good. So how do we do that? We bear with one another in love. We keep the unity of the spirit of the bond of peace. And we're reminded there's one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. He's the one. He's the one. Yeah, okay. He's the one, yeah. And then last week we talked about how God gives us people like pastors and preachers and shepherds to equip the saints. Our Sundays are about equipping. Our Sundays, even now, right now, is taking the Word of God and, and speaking to a body of believers that God wants to come together to serve one another, that we might be lifted up, that we might be encouraged, and that when we leave here, we understand what God has for us to do. We don't want to leave out of here not knowing. So if you ever get up to go on a Sunday and you kind of go, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do then don't, don't leave. Just stay right there and into that foyer to get my attention to go, come here, come here, come here, come here. Now, what exactly are you saying God wants us to do? Don't leave here ever wondering because that's not God's intention. That's not what he desires. We're to know what he wants us to do. We're to grow in the word. We're to respond to the word. We're to give him the glory. Amen? So how do you do all that? You do it by speaking the truth in love. Anyone here lie last week? Anyone lie? We got, we got one truth teller over here on the left. That's, uh, I got to believe, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say this, but, well, okay, I probably, I probably lied about 10 times last week, but they're only little white lies. 
they were just little ones. And, and so, you know, <laughs> did anyone fill out their taxes last week in the last month? At, in the last three months? Who has to fill out their taxes yet? You have to do it yet. Okay, well, don't lie, okay? I don't know what. All right. So I'm going to ask Miss Abigail to come up. Miss Abby, come here, Miss Miss Abby. You know, last week we were talking about um, the body plugging in and that God has appointed each part of the body to be a member of the body. And if you're here, God has brought you this way, and you're a member. You're an arm or an ear or an eye. And uh, I know that some of that might seem strange to you, you know, but, but the bottom line is you're a part of the body. And, and God wants us to serve one another, again, that we might build each other up and encourage one another. Well, I'm, Abby came up to me when service was out last week, um, and I, she approached me. I didn't approach her. And she says, Pastor Tony, you know what I can do? I said, well, what, Abby? She said, I can sign. That's what I can do for the body. I can sign. And I said, Awesome. So I'm not, I said, would you, would you do that for me? And, and we picked this verse, uh, found in John 16, 6. And I know on the web you can't see this, but I'm going to speak the verse, and Abby um, is going to sign it. All right? So you ready, Ab? Okay. So here we go. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father Except through me. John sixteen six. Now, I'm sorry, yes. Okay. Now, what amazes me is that when we speak, when we have a language, it's really just a bunch of sound. Right? Who here speaks Spanish? Okay. Who here another language? Is there any other languages? Haitian or Creole? Okay, any other, uh, who, who speaks English? I barely do, but I try. Okay, um, but you know what? It, even now as I'm talking, Pastor Rowley is interpreting in Spanish, right? So, so what I'm getting at this morning, I want us to take a deep breath and come to an understanding that really this communication we're hearing and this language we're hearing is really just a bunch of sound. And if you think about it, when Abby asks to sign, she's taking the same language, the same heart, the same heart of God, and there is no noise, but there's just movement that, that expresses words and the love of God. Now, think about this. Maybe it's just deep to me, but just think about this. So, you have a young person that God is stirring her heart and, and moving to action to stand up in front of you. Matter of fact, probably right now, she's saying, Pastor Tony, can I sit down, please, right? Yes, go have a seat, Abby. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> to, to have, if you will, the nerve or, or the whereabouts to come up in front of a group is not easy for most people. It's very hard. But God is stirring her heart. God is stirring the heart of, of our young people, actually. Um, another young is being stirred. To, to pray, and last week came up and prayed, and for lack of a better way to say it, um, th- we're not accustomed 
I don't know how else to say it, so I'll say it like this. It's not like we do this all the time. Some churches teach you know, their young people to do these things, which is awesome, by the way. But I'm just saying, but they've not had formal teaching to come up and pray or to or say, it's, I'm telling you, it's God leading. It, he's leading them. So take note, the little children shall lead us. Let's follow the example God's given right before our eyes. Amen? And let's dive in. We're going to Ephesians 4.17. So let's open our Bibles to Ephesians 4.17. You know, as we, we've been talking again, we've been looking at, you know, who are we as a disciple? We're, we're called. And, you know, how do we uh, work out being a disciple? Well, we do that by being walking worthy of that calling. And the bottom line is, how do we walk worthy of the calling that God has given us? That's to glorify God. And, and I know uh, saying that almost seems simple, but in our everyday life, you know, we're constantly confronted with things that try to take us down, that try to um, bring us to a place where uh, we, we might not even be so godly, quite frankly, whether being cut off in traffic or someone's confronting us or someone's doing something to us that we don't like. Uh, bottom bottom line is, though, we're to walk worthy of that calling, and we're to glorify God in that. And how do we do that? We do that by speaking the truth in love. It's all about truth. No matter what we're doing, where we're at, we take that deep breath, and we learn to respond to things and not react so much. You know, who here finds yourself, if something comes against you, and whether it's a person or, a, a, you know, driving, that you have a tendency to react to it. You know, you just like, you who has a tendency to react to things? I mean, yeah, you know, I hear that. And, 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 well, my hand went up, you know. I'm better at it. I really am. As I grow and mature in the Word and as a believer, I'm getting way better at it. But I'm telling you, it's a chore for me every day because I just, I just want to, like, fix it. You know, I, I just, like, now, you know, God, God wants us to respond to things. And how do we do that? You take a deep breath and you speak truth. Now, now watch, no matter what happens, think about it this week, anything that comes against you, anything, don't react, stop, take a deep breath and, and speak truth to it. And, and if you can't speak truth, well, Pastor Tony, but I mean, I don't know, like, I don't, might not know the Word of God. I, you know, I, might, I, can't, I don't know. How, how can I speak truth to that? Well, here's my advice then. Then just shut up. If you can't speak truth, the, the best way to learn to respond to things instead of react is just don't say anything. For real. You know, or don't do anything. If someone cuts you off in traffic or they check break you, right? If you can't speak truth in love, if you can't respond to them in love, well, then just back off. Don't slam on your brakes or curse them out, or, right? Okay, who cursed someone out last week driving down the road? No, don't, 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 don't. I just, <laughs> all right, here we go. We're going to dive in. We're, uh, we're Ephesians 4, 17. It says this. For and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. In the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to the lewdness, to the work, and all uncleanliness and greediness. And Father, we pray and we claim your word. Stir up our hearts, help us to see, 
the glory you've given, the desires of your heart to be placed in ours, that we might mature, being complete, lacking nothing. As we grow in Christ and as we grow as a body, your body, in the name of Jesus. Where Paul starts off, he says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. So what can we safely assume here? That they used to walk like a Gentile. That even the disciples used to walk as a Gentile. And so how did the Gentiles walk? Or what's, what's he saying? He says, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their hearts. Oh, my. Did we used to walk that way? Did we used to walk that way? Hmm. Who here has been saved over 30 years? 30 years, a, a good number. Do you remember walking like that? Don't say you do now because that, that don't work. But do you remember, seriously, have you been, do you remember, can you look back past 30 years plus and say, well, wait a minute. He says that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. Did you used to walk in the futility of your mind? Meaning, meaning, you just walk and don't even think about it? Don't even think about things? Don't even kind of care? Hmm. Then he, he says that having their understanding darkened because being alienated from the life of God. Being alienated. What, what would make us alienated from the life of God? And so he keeps on and he says this. And he says... Because of the blindness of their heart, not believing. So, bottom line is, is Paul's been taking us on a journey, and he's taken on this journey that says to the body of Christ that for you in this room are his body, but to make it close to home, for those that are in this room or that can hear my voice on the web, for those of us that have come to a place where we've repented of our sin, that God has put within our heart that we were separated from him because of our sin. And through Christ, Christ became the bridge. He became the reconciler. He, he is the one and only reason that through him, just like what Abby um, signed and what we read this morning, for Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, except for, through the perfect sacrifice that Heather talked about in song and worship. That, that not one of us, not one of us, not one of us in this room can claim to fame any part of our salvation, any part of forgiveness that only God can give. And as we received His love through Christ, and as we repented and believed, we've come to a place where we now sit and we are called by God to walk out this belief, this reconciliation, this ministry to others. What is that? We're ambassadors that go into the world and share his story. You know, I know sometimes I say a lot of words, but there's just little sentences if we would just grab them. We want to make it more than that, and it is no more than that. We are his ambassadors. That he desires to go into the world and share his story. That, that's it. It, it, it. It's not any more than that. And, 
And how do we do that? Well, this is what Paul's been walking us in. Well, you know, walk in love, walk in unity, start understanding it's not about you, it's about him. And how does that play out through his body? When I go into the world, I don't leave my arms at home. I don't leave my legs. I don't leave my eyes. I don't walk out. I didn't come this morning with my eyes closed. And you know, I just, I think I'm not going to use my eyes today. Right? Now, I don't, I'm not trying to be silly. Hear me out. Can you think about this? If God places as he pleases, which he does, if he has placed you here in this body or whatever body you would be, the local church, if he has placed you in this body, I want you to think about this. Whenever the body moves, whenever we move, whenever my body moves, if we're not moving together and we're not plugged in together and you're not using that part that God has anointed you and given you and put within you, when you received him as your Savior, the Bible says that he imparts to us a spiritual or spiritual gifts. And it's not until you use those gifts and plug into the body that you will realize the fullness of Christ. I'm telling you by the word of God, you will not realize the fullness of Christ, of who he made you to be. And that's why we have believers today that desperately have this, this void. They're, I mean, they're, they know they're born again. They know that they have repented and they, they've received and put their trust in Christ. And yet there's still this emptiness that, that, that kind of comes and goes. You know, you, you, come, you come in the church, which is good, but we come in the church and we engage the, 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 the body and we worship and we, we, go, we go away and we, we're, we're filled, right? I hope, right? But then all of a sudden it, it, it fades. It's for, for, for a lot of us it fades. Why? It's because we're not being the part of the body. Just like I must use my whole body in order to understand and fulfill this day God has given me to walk it out, to use my eyes and my ears and my hands and my legs. Just like I must use my physical body to know and understand the fullness of who I am, Tony. In the world. So too, if you want to understand the fullness of who you are spiritually, you, you got to plug in. You, you got to plug in. Paul says, stop walking the way you used to walk. Because if you continue to walk the way you used to walk, if you're a believer today, which you, once, I, once you're saved, you're always saved. That's my doctrine, and it, or it's not my doctrine. I believe it's God's, but that's what I doctrine and believe. But so watch. So, so it's not like, okay, we're, we're uh, believers for a moment, for an hour and a half, and I'm going to keep you three hours today just to see if you can uh, hold up. I, I'm not. <clears throat> but if you think about it, when we leave, are we still a believer? I'm not trying to be silly, right? Are we still a believer? But you got to understand, when you leave, you are a part of me. You are a part of Ronnie. You are a part of Bob. You are a part of a body. When you leave, you're an extension of who Christ has put you in to this place, four corners. You're an extension. You're still part of the body. It doesn't change. Do you get that? I know sometimes that can be kind of hard to grab, but, but why do I say it? Because, you, because if you leave here and go back and try to live the life you once lived before you were saved, it don't work. You are going to disjoint from the body. You're going to disjoint from Christ, and you're going to feel like, what is missing? What is missing? Something is missing. He goes on to say in verse 20, he says, but you have not so learned Christ. 
If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning your formal conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So it's a very conscious thing. It's, 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 it's coming to that place. It's like I said, it's, it, I think an example is you're confronted with something in life. You just stop, take a deep breath, don't react. Just, just, just learn more and more to do that. It's a taught thing. It's, it's not within our sin nature. We, we want to re- react. My selfishness wants my way. I'm constantly confronted with that. Maybe more than some of you. I'm just, uh, uh, if you will, confess your sins one to another. That is an area I'm, I struggle in. I constantly want to react. But it's not God's way. I, it, Paul is saying, Tony, make it personal. Tony, don't go back to reacting. You used to react way worse than you did now. You used to say things and do things. When someone cut you off in traffic, I wouldn't even repeat in the church. Never, ever, ever. Paul's saying, God's saying, don't go back. Put those days behind you. And as you grow and you mature and you learn to speak in love, and as you learn to engage God, and as as you connect with the body of Christ, and as you come together and all of a sudden... What happens is when the body starts connecting, when the body starts becoming in unity, not only do you leave here, this place, encouraged, edified, build up, prayed for, anointed, and God's powering upon you because you're leaving as a part of the body. Not only does all of that happen, but his story is told as a result of it. That's the bottom line, that we would build one another up, that we would become extensions of this body, and as we leave, we all have a story to tell. Do we not? Everyone has a story. We go about telling our story from this body, from his body. Christ is the head. As we go about, I'm telling you, listen, hear this. As we go from here telling his story in our lives, that, that void you fill, that lack of purpose that you fill, will be filled. Because then we come back. And we have the testimonies. And we have the times when, when our, where our daughters are healed by God. And we can share, which one day Ronnie will, will share that testimony. And we have the testimony of an eight-year-old uh, young, young man. I, I'm praying he lives a little bit away. But I'm talking to his grandma about having him because he wants to testify. Eight years old. He wants to come. I'm telling you. He wants to come to this body where he was saved and testify that not only is he a born-again believer, but now his whole family is going to church because of his witness, his story about God's story to his family. And they've been now attending church for several months, and I just I love to talk. I love to hear how God works in those ways, and that's his desire for us. So, so as we look at this little snippet in Ephesians 4, 17 through 24, let us, let us be reminded that we are a part of a body. Let us be reminded. These aren't words of uh, condemnation. They're not words, you know, um, believe me, if, for lack of a better way to say it, if you've been in church a while, I think you might appreciate this. The last thing I want is a bunch of people, right, coming to church 
being told they have to they have to plug in or serve and then and then that's I don't want that. You know why? Because it's just like a pinball game and there's this or it's like you might you might also have 15 two-year-olds bouncing around the church because everyone's just kind of doing their own little thing and no 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 no. You stop, you take a deep breath, and you say, God, I'm yours. I'm a part of this body. Where do you have me to serve? Where do you have me to plug in? For some, it'll be service within the body right here. Like we have many servants that, that are, you, are you blessed by, you know, not all of you maybe partake maybe in the coffee cafe, which you should. It's free, and come on, it's fellowship. But anyway, we have people that set that up every Sunday, and we have people that set up the luncheon, and we have people that pray, and, and, and we have parts of the body that are working, and, and, and be a part of that. Why? Not just because. Hear my heart, for real. This is so close to me. I've been a pastor for like 25 years. My heart breaks whenever I see sometimes a body or a church trying to just, you know, well, you got to serve, and it's about more people. I've been there, and I, it just breaks my heart because then I'll see people 10, 20, 30 years down the road where they serve, praise God, but they never grow. They never seem to mature. They're always wondering and asking me to pray. You know, you know I, I've been a, some will say, well, I've been a believer 30 years or 10 years or five years and, and pray for me. Well, why? Because I don't know God's will for my life. I don't know God's purpose for my life. And it breaks my heart. That's, that's not God's design. From the day that I repented and believed and accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I received God's will. And his purpose was to glorify him. And there's nothing more than that. We're to work out our calling in him. We want to make it more than that because then we have excuses not to do as he desires. Take a deep breath this morning. Don't react to my words. Respond to his word. We're to walk out this calling, loving God, loving one another, plugging into a body. And when we do, We leave here in the fullness of him, an extension that will share his story in our life, how we act and who we are. No longer that person that's like the Gentiles, ranting and raving and being stupid and, 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 you know, claiming that we can watch certain movies, pornography, and whatever the case may be. We can still do all this stuff. It's okay, Pastor Tony, because I'm a grown-up, and, and, you know, I know the difference. That's deception. And, and believe me, I try to get deceived every day. I mean that. Every day, Trish ain't here, but you ask her, I'm turning the channel, or I'm, I just can't believe it. I just, I'm constantly confronted with those things that want me to react to them. So may it be said of us that we're coming together and God is speaking into our hearts that we're a part of what he's doing and we continue to work this out and we're equipped. I'm looking at Jonathan, another young man, another youth, 
I mean, he's just reminded, he's constantly coming up to me with different ways to share his faith. He's told me at least 10 ways in the last months. This is how I share my faith. You know what I do sometimes? I just, I wear this little bracelet on my thing right here. And you know why? Because not everyone sees it, but someone does. And when they do, I say, well, you know what? Let me tell you about Jesus. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. Now, is that all on Jonathan? No. Is it all on Abby? No. Is it all on me? No. It's not. It's on him. It's his love, his grace. It's his desire for us. And then we're obedient to carry that out. Okay. So, I want to present this to you. I want to ask if there's anyone here this morning that you feel that God is leading you to plug in in some way. You might not even know how that is. You don't know what that way might be. But there's, there's that spark in your heart that God is saying that you need to plug into the body. Again, not for the sake of just plugging in. Even if we just pray, God gets the glory. But to plug in because he's, he's brought you here for a reason. It's a for real thing. You know what's cool? A little side note. You know what's cool? I would say at least once and up to five times a week. Could you not? Every week. At least once, up to five times a week. When I talk to you as visitors, there's probably visitors, I'm almost sure of it because it happens so often, that they just go, well, you know what? I didn't even plan to go to Four Corners. I didn't even know Four Corners list. Uh, existed. I mean, you don't even see four corners. You just kind of drive by the highway and then, you know, how would you even know it's there? But you know what? I was supposed to go to so-and-so in church and the next thing you know, my GPS, I don't know why, I just took four corners. And I go, oh, I didn't know this church was here. I think God has an app. And I think, and I really believe that if God wants you here, he's brought you here. It's not by mistake. And if it's not by mistake and he's appointed you here and has brought you here, then don't miss out in what he wants you to do in this body so that he can be glorified. And so if you have that on your heart, just join me after service today. We're going to meet in the cafe. There's there's already several that, that I'm meeting right now already. So, you know, don't be shy. You won't, you won't be alone. But we're going to have a very quick conversation. What's on your heart? How can I pray for you if God has you to plug in and to serve and to be a part of his body? Okay? All right. All right. Philippians 3.15. Therefore, let us as many as are mature have this in mind. And if any of you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that you've already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. May it be so, Lord Jesus. May your body at four corners walk by the same rule, by the same mind. May we be united in heart. And may we come together and pray for one another, support one another, and be the body you desire us to be under your lordship. No matter where you're at, it doesn't matter. God knows. Start where you're at.
It's okay. It really is. A mother 